Greetings to those that don't yet know all the places we've been, all the places we'll go. All right, good morning. It is Wednesday, August 12th, and your Orioles are 8 and 7. We are above 500. We have three game winning streak. Uh, Three and a half, I guess, if you want to really give them a half credit for that Sunday game with the Nats that we'll get to finish on Friday. But um, the Orioles had a great game last night. It was a weird game where lots of weird things happened, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But I've got a problem right now, and I think you guys might have the same problem if you're listening to 336 Daily and if you're listening to Section 336. And the problem is simple. The problem is I am really liking this team. And I am suddenly really, really loving watching this team of misfits. This team of guys that the Orioles picked up off waivers or signed to a minor league deal uh, or long shots to one day make the team. That me, and I assume you, we already fell in love with Santander. And that's okay, because he has a chance at the future. Austin Hayes has a chance to be part of the future. But Hanser Alberto is just this random guy who is really, really, really fun to watch as an Oriole play. Austin Hayes, as I mentioned, is part of the future and it's really, really fun to watch him grow. Um, Severino is frustrating and sometimes, but also enjoyable to watch. This bullpen is the same way. Tanner Scott is really, really fun to watch. Castro is really, really fun to watch this year. Michael Gibbons still hasn't given up a run this year. This team's not supposed to be fun to watch. This team's not supposed to be 8-7. and seven. Yet, somehow they are. And last night's game was a lot of fun. The Phillies took a 3-0 lead. Then the Orioles tied it. Then the Orioles took a 5-3 lead. Uh, and then the Orioles went to 6-3. Because Velasquez, another random guy, stole home. But then they look at that play. They reverse it. So it's back to 5-3. Then Harper hits a home run. And now it's 5-5. Segura hits a home run. And they take the lead 6-5. Then they blow the save. Uh, and then the Orioles um, get the bases loaded. Yeah, bases loaded, pop up, and the third baseman trips over the mound, and the ball drops, and two runs score. So the Orioles then get the lead 8-6. to six. Saucer comes in. He blows that lead. Then we get to the 10th, where Austin Hayes, uh, the Phillies are lining up, so prepared for Austin Hayes to bunt as the leadoff batter. And he doesn't. Instead, he hits a ball to center field. The center fielder dives, misses the ball, so the ball gets way past them like you're at a softball game, and the ball gets past the outfielder, and everyone just runs. And Austin Hayes gets his first home run of the year as an inside-the-park home run, which is also now the first 
inside the park two-run home run to start an inning in Major League Baseball history. Because, of course, it's one of those weird things that until three weeks ago was not possible, thanks to that man starting on second base. Uh, But everyone got hits tonight. All the starters got hits tonight. When you pull up the box score, the only people without a hit is Velasquez, who came in as a pinch runner, and he got only one at bat. And then Cisco, who came in as a pinch hitter with only one at bat. And then Iglesias, who came in as a defensive replacement and got one at bat. So outside of that, everybody else got hits. Even Chris Davis got a hit. Um, Here's what I like about this team. They keep coming back. And every time they come back, I fall a little bit more in love with this team. When Tanner Scott loads up the bases, but he still fights his way out of the inning, that makes me like Tanner Scott even more, even though uh, things didn't go ahead of that and he, he had some a little bit of struggle. But the fight in this team, I mentioned on Section 336 last night, the fight on this team makes me really, really like Brandon Hyde and really think that this guy, who I thought was just a placeholder manager, actually might be a really good manager. And could be the manager too. I'm not saying this year, but one year, start to make a push and a playoff push with the Orioles. And maybe he's not a guy that needs to be replaced. So I don't know. Last night was a whole lot of fun. Um, and I'm sure you guys enjoyed it too. I enjoyed this post on Major League Base MLB.com this afternoon, yesterday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon, that would be. And this was posted, obviously, before the Phillies win last night. And it's looking at teams that could be playoff. It's saying, if the season ended now, since we're at the one-quarter mark, where would the what would the playoffs look like? And in the American League, the number one team, the A's, who are 12-5, and five, would play the Orioles, who are the number eight spot at 7-7. Seven and seven. And their write-up is great. It says, congratulations, Baltimore. Yes, the Orioles are our number eight seed. And that's actually on the low side of their possibilities. If that Nationals game uh, they were ahead of and was suspended on Sunday had finished with the Orioles' victory, which it still might on Friday, they'd be the number five seed. But for now, they have to face the A's, whose nine-game winning streak finally ended Monday night but look for all the world like a juggernaut on a shortened season. The A's are quite the story for earning the number one seed, but let's not kid ourselves. The Orioles, yes, the Orioles making the playoffs would be all anyone would want to talk about. And that's weird. I know we're only a quarter of the season. But the Orioles are 8-7. and seven. The Orioles, if the season ended today, the Orioles would be in the playoffs. And many of us didn't think they were going to win 20 games. And now at a quarter, they're almost at a halfway point. Um, Rest of this week is the Phillies for two more. We got LeBlanc versus Eflin tonight, which again, on paper, you give to the Phillies because it's LeBlanc. But LeBlanc has surprised us. Tomorrow is... (laughs) Tomorrow is, is... Typical Orioles frustration line matchup. As we have Tom Eshelman 
versus Jake Arrieta. So watch for everyone to come out with the whole frustration about Jake Arrieta never working out in Baltimore. Um, Friday, we finish the game against the Nats, and then we start another series against the Nats in Baltimore Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before we face the Blue Jays and then the Red Sox and the Rays and then the Blue Jays again to finish out the month. So I'm all about that month of baseball in August. All those teams are beatable. All those teams are winnable, especially when you're at eight and seven and playoff bound, I guess, (laughs) though it's hard to really say that with a straight face for the Orioles. But come on, we're all starting to love this team. So enjoy it. Hey, do me a favor. Check out 336er.com. That's 336er.com. And that goes straight to our Patreon where you can support uh, 336Daily and Section 336 for just $3.36 a month and get to be our 336er of the week, of the month. Uh, All that just by helping us out for way less than you would have spent at an Oriole game this summer. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick. Because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.